<coughs> Fuck. <coughs> Podcasts are just us coughing all the time. Just ten hour coughing. loop, the ten boys coughing. Loop. Two large adult babies coughing. POV, you just took the biggest glob of your freshman year. Right? Dude, look at what I have to drink. What is that? Is that a spiked dew? It's just it's the most white trash thing ever. It's it's the Aryan elixir, the spiked mountain dew, dude. Is it is that one the original flavor or Baja Blast? They had they didn't have the Baja Blast this time. I've had the Baja Blast and it's actually not bad. Not bad. I will this say. is actually not bad. Believe it or not. Well, you know what uh, Mountain Dew was originally invented for, right? Tell me more. It's uh it was Moonshine Mixer. It was like Moonshine. Uh, oh, was that? Oh, Chaser. Yeah, so that it's Mountain Dew. That's that's what they call. That's the point, I guess. Yeah. Well, Moonshine is called Mountain Dew, and right. that's why even when you look at the Mountain Dew, like the original label, it's that hillbilly dude with the hat and the overalls. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Have you ever seen that? I do. Yeah. So that's well, Mountain Dew. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So that's like that's like OG. Everyone shit. clap. <laughs> that's some OG redneck shit right oh, there. Yeah. That's good. I the, leave it to you to know the genealogy of Mountain Dew. Uh, it's actually part of my family history. I'm required to learn it. Yeah, yeah. You know how Jews <laughs> like have like bar mitzvahs and they have to sing the Torah. <laughs> I have to know the, the genealogy of fucking. You know, I have to know every John Denver song, and I have to know the history of Mountain Dew. It's true. That's my bar mitzvah. That's how they teach him. Yeah, my that's Appalachian your, bar. That's mitzvah. my Talmud. <laughs> it's my secret teachings. It's not actually doctrine. Yo, oh. I would go to synagogue every day if the Talmud was fucking <laughs> Mountain Dew history. That's what I'm saying. The hidden secrets of Mountain Dew. <laughs> Make a Dew Golem. <laughs> a Dew Golem. Jesus Christ. I wonder what Mountain Dew is in Gematria. Nick Fuentes would six, know. Six, six. <laughs> Nick Fuentes would know. Six, 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 evil Satan, <laughs> something or other. Dude, that, oh my God, dude. That, I, we, we talked about a lifting, but man, honestly, anyone who wants to see some quality entertainment, I would never, I would never utter the phrase, go watch Fresh and Fit, but God damn, you have to watch that one episode. It is the craziest thing I've ever watched. Bro, and I, I watched <laughs> it yesterday. So again, you know me, like you're definitely more of like the internet Lorebrarian, yeah, yeah, more terminally. So, like, when I watch these things, you're like, you're an online guy. So, when you watch other online people, mm-hmm. like, you can kind of speak their language. Sure, dude. I watched the entire three hours oh, of that thing. What are these guys talking about? Why? Well, <laughs> the sad part is, I knew what they were talking <laughs> yeah, about. Yeah, that's but the, the you're like, whoa. <laughs> but the way in which they were talking about it, just like spurging back and forth at each other, well, it was. It was it, it Destiny was, in, was like insane. Destiny's level of spurgery was like fucking off the charts. I've never seen him that worked up. Well, I've never seen him. So I mean, okay, I don't yeah. know. So, like, I've seen him Destiny debate a lot. And I've only ever seen him like that twisted off maybe like one other time where he like just bro- usually he's pretty good at maintaining his decorum and right. not, like act, like overreacting and being insane. But like he was off the charts nutty on this one, man. He was definitely worked up. If de- I wouldn't be shocked to find out that Destiny uses a lot of Adderall and probably takes Adderall before these things. Uh, and I would be shocked to find out if he doesn't because that just means he's that much of a spurg. Oh, yeah, to be like that naturally <laughs> like, high strung. I mean, like, just losing, like, losing his shit. Well, and here's the thing about that, though, is that when you get to like that level of like that many people watching you, mm-hmm. you know, when you get to that level of... I guess streamer fame. Like he's sure. by no means like mainstream famous. Like I, yeah. I've only heard his name, uh, you know, honestly, probably just by listening me. to "Lifting yeah, in the Ruins." Yeah. Me, yeah, yeah. So that's how I knew who Destiny was. I knew who Nick Fuentes was because of the recent Kanye thing. Um, they kind of teamed up and they went on Infowars together, right? Right. He was there when they went on Infowars. Yes. So that's the only reason I know about this this Nick fool. And so to just watch them to, and then all the other background characters of that, 
Uh, I heard you guys mention before that guy Sneeko. I didn't. I Sneeko's never knew what he looked one. like. <laughs> you know, but just watching all these guys basically like talk to each other like catty high school girls yeah. about the JQ. <laughs> yeah. It was like Mean Girls. It was like insane, about the it? JQ. It was, it was insane. insane. It was the craziest thing I've ever watched. It was the craziest thing I've ever seen. Because it's really wild content. Like it, it, honestly, it's it's because you don't see those. Like like I was saying, I was like, I love that these ideas are being discussed like in an open manner. Well, you know? people aren't being like immediately deplatformed off rumble. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like, it's like kudos to them for like uh, being free speech and standing behind free that speech enough. But I, I think they even told Nick, they told, but Nick said when he was there, he was like, they told me I couldn't do JQ stuff on there, blah, blah, blah. But that's what that whole debate was. So I don't know. That it's, also could but be it, one I think of those instances Nick, where it's Nick better, is a lightning rod, but it's also better to ask, for forgiveness than permission exactly because yeah. if you ask hey rumble can hey, i, I criticize thinking, zionism i'd love to like just say crazy things about the jews and deny the holocaust and stuff i'm pretty Is, sure are you they're guys gonna cool be like with that mm, they're gonna say hey bud why don't you not do that yeah, like saying that before you come over there, like ask guys, is it fine if I do that? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah it's, it's definitely like, go it's, ahead and just do it. It's like Let shooting them... yourself in the foot. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. And Plus, he's he's a lightning rod. It's like he says, like the ADL like keeps their thumb on what he's doing at all times. So if he pops up anywhere, they show up with their hammer to smack him in the head and like pressure whoever has him around. And so I don't know if it's because he's actually onto something he's because here's the thing they're trying or excuse me nick is trying to make it seem like he's being canceled because he's saying the things that they don't want you to hear right, right. but it could just be like maybe they don't like you because you're just slandering people and he's also very vocal and like bombastic in the way he does it you know like he, he does it he does it aggressive and, and gleeful yeah you know, like he he kind of gives he, like that's that kind of talk goes on on like the chans all the time. Well, and that's but he's the like Chan, the embodiment. He's like the embodiment embodiment right. of it. And that's you know? that Chan duality of like even uh, I will say I dubs when he made his uh, Sam Hyde documentary. He was talking about post irony, and it's the idea that these edge lords and these content creators are coming out, and some people will say shit like, you know, they'll actually criticize the Jews whether they believe it or not. Because they know it's going to get eyes on them. Mm -hmm. They can hide behind the fact that, oh, it's free speech or, oh, it's irony, just comedy. Irony, it's just comedy. comedy. I'm making a joke. They yeah. can hide behind all these like post-ironic, you know, like uh, labels. Yeah. And so I I don't know. Like, it, well, cause he, he, is Nick one of those people, though, like we talk he, about? He does. We, we go back and forth of like same thing with conspiracy grifters of like there's some people who get lost in their own sauce. But then there's other people who are self-aware enough to understand what they're doing and they're playing a game. Yeah. I mean, he's like Milo played the game. I Milo is very self-aware. Yeah. I think. And I think I think Nick likes to Nick adds an element of trolling to it. Like he was he I think he gained a lot of notoriety off his cookie Holocaust joke that he made. About like you can't bake this many cookies in this amount of time. Like that's what he was. Oh, I yeah. See. He okay. was he he made like a joke out of that. Like and did that on some mainstream platform, I think. And like that's what got a lot of attention. Like and I think that's made that's what like first alerted the ADL to really like being like, oh, this guy's a fucking problem. You know. Uh, I mean, but the ADL, I I don't like what the ADL does. I think they're just there to deplatform people. Um, and they put outside pressure on organizations. It's the anti-defamation league. Yeah, right? they put outside pressure on organizations to like, just to to just because they don't even like the they don't even like ideas being discussed. You know, sure. Like they don't like they think you shouldn't even be able to utter some of the things that Nick has uttered. And like I I don't as if someone who really kind of sticks to his guns on free speech. Like, I don't think it matters that he says those things. Do you think it's a Streisand effect thing where they believe oh. that? If even if what you're saying is wrong, you should not be allowed to say it because somebody could believe it. Kind of like that yeah. um, Jones clip we watched sure. a while ago where that lawyer was like, people watch Alex Jones and think he's like talking to them and telling yeah, and them, like calling lady. them to action. Yeah. And but that where means, it's just speech at the end of the day, though. Yeah. And I think the very like nature of a lot of these America First guys, it's wrapped up like even the Groiper thing. It's like wrapped up in memes and irony. That, like, you know, I don't even think most of them believe half the things they say. I think they really just enjoy 
And like, see, that's what I was getting fucking at. with people. So you think most of these people, because it's, I think it's like the incels in the basements who like go on the chans and read this shit and get caught up in it yeah. that become pawns in the game. Like, yeah, they're the ones who were probably like seething with, yeah. you know, like. And there's, there's guys that are like that. And I think there's guys who do but that the people, stuff and then they, they go out in the real world and do things. What I'm saying you though know? is that look at the people who are leading these organizations and leading these ideological battles though yeah. the people who are in the forefront of pushing these ideologies don't even believe it so that's right. that's that's the big thing about this like maybe it's post irony maybe it's also just a symptom of just like technology and instant information like near instant information where it's yeah. like you know these people they can put out and say whatever they want they can reap monetary benefit off getting the eyes and the views or selling merch or whatever and so the the thought leaders it, it, the thought leaders in these groups, in these small niche, whatever, whether it be Proud Boys or whether it be whatever, it's like on some level, even they don't believe their own bullshit, but they're tricking all the cogs in the machines to like be their useful idiots. Sure. It's just like we talk about leftiv excuse me, leftism, how people get caught up in being useful idiots to the elites. Dude, the same thing happens in these like fucking troll things. Yeah, for Look sure. Look at the fucking sure. dude, we were talking oh. a week ago about that 4chan cult, the Femboy cult. Oh yeah, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what was that whole thing about? Like it basically they were Rekio, tricking Rekio was the name, I believe. Yeah, they were tricking people on 4chan into like transing and idealizing femboys and shit. Specifically the guys on R9K. Yes. um, Who were like, R9K is kind of notorious like the robots on there are kind of notorious for like being losers. And super neats. And yeah, they're like all neats and losers. Typically like they call themselves robots because like they're, mm-hmm. you know they don't know how to talk to girls and do all this shit like that's just the thing and and so they're very susceptible to being like fucked with so then they the have people, incredibly low self esteem exactly right so then people can go on there and say what was the line it's like if you can't get a girlfriend you just can be the girlfriend you can be the girlfriend yeah. And on some level, even those guys didn't, like, necessarily believe it. It was just some sick, perverted, like, thing they were carrying out. It was like a, it was like LARPing IRL that they were carrying out on these I, boards. I, I feel like Reikyo was just doing it. Like, when you listen to Reikyo talk, the way he acts and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like he was just doing it to fuck with them. So, same Part with, of it. Like, he was just doing it yeah. to fuck with them. So, probably Fuentes on some level. Obviously, Jones on some level. Like, all these people. Fuentes we know they're real people. We know that they probably are just, you know, using and abusing their positions yeah. to benefit themselves at the detriment of all these losers yeah. who listen to them and believe them. Yeah, and Nick is like a type A personality. And I think he wants to have people following him and listening to him. I think he's always had ambitions to be political, but he's so bombastic and hyperbolic with his t- subject matter and spurgy he, and he could never be one yeah like he could never be one you know he's very much like young jim jones energy like jim jones sure. was like a preacher when he was a kid and shit very much young jim jones energy uh coming off of nick but he's also like hyper intelligent he's very fast on his feet like you could you say oh he acts in there like he, he's dude that's what they, they call to, him nick the knife for a reason dude but that's what they used to say about ben shapiro and now sure. he's like the brunt of all of our jokes yeah yeah well, <laughs> you know? ben, ben just can't help it he can't help it God, they did fucking Which, da- please Daily don't cancel Wire. Me. Also, don't cancel me. That's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> I didn't say anything rude to him, but the Daily Wire did their own like Grimace Shake thing, and it was really cringy because it was Ben's just like, this is why I'm kosher. <laughs> I was just like, that's it? That's the joke? Hey, man. I don't know. Daily, the fucking corny conservative I'm bullshit. kosher, so Grimace doesn't kill me. This is why I keep, <laughs> this is why I keep kosher. Walking around with a little tiny hat on. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, man. I want to touch on something because the buzz has been buzzing around it for a week or two about this the Sound of Freedom movie. Do you know what it is? I've been hearing a lot of people talk about it, and I have no idea who it's about, what it's about. I just know rhydoids are like coming over it. Yeah, it's definitely like uh, it's definitely a very big piece like that. I mean, it's perfect that it's Jim Caviezel, the guy who played. Oh yeah, Jim Caviezel and. He played Jesus. We all know this. Passion, Passion of the Christ. Christ. So there's a lot of people already enamored with him because of that. Melly G. And, um, but Held this, it down, Mel-ass yeah, Gibson. <laughs> I, I, I went in the theaters to see that movie with my mom. It was weird. Which, speaking yeah. of seeing movies in theaters, yeah. is that where you saw The Machine? No. Did you pay money to see no, The Machine absolutely in theaters? No, absolutely not. F- whatever, fuck Bert. I stole that shit, baby. Good. I fucking pirated it. Fuck you, Burt Kreischer. I heard you I heard you finally watched that. <laughs> wow, you know, and I didn't get a chance to talk about it yesterday. Uh, but yeah, Sound of Freedom can wait a minute, man. 
This movie, Machine Dude, what a hunk of dog shit. What a crazy hunk of dog shit. It's like Burt Kreischer, like being a piece of shit to his family, and then like his daughter gets stolen. So, are they? It's like no, taken. They no, they. It's Burt Kreischer me. taken. Excuse me. They threaten to kill. The Russian mob shows up because of a watch that the machine stole during the train story. There's okay. a watch that gets stolen, and it happens to be this guy who ends up becoming a mob boss. In Russia, and then he realizes that Bert is famous and telling the story of how he stole this watch from him. So they just keep adding on to the story. He, he the just added bit. more to it. Yeah. Yes, he just added more to the story. He came up with a fake ending. The more faking, a more fake version of the fake story. <laughs> and it's just like a really, you know, hokey action movie. Um, with bad comedy. With bad comedy. And Mark Hamill, dude, what are you doing, man? When I actually heard recently that... Uh, I was listening to Theo Vaughn talk with Adam Devine on uh, his podcast. Yeah. And they were talking about, like, dude, back in the day, remember when we were kids in the 90s, the Adam Sandler era? There was, like, 40 to 60, like, blockbuster comedies a year. Good movies. Now there's, like, out, yeah. six. It, it, and, and but you look that. at it now, and so Adam Devine said, because he's, like, he's been active in, like, the the movie industry lately and comedies and stuff and so remember uh that workaholics movie they did where they were like butlers or whatever uh i can't remember the name it's, it's the party movie the part it's at a hotel and then you know what i'm talking I know about it, right i remember because i watched it like two or three times and i thought it was pretty funny so he basically said to theo on this podcast he was like yeah it's like we had an idea to make this comedy movie but the only way we could make it is if it was an action comedy so because marvel like, Marvel movies are so fucking popular, and there's, like, the quippy raccoon from Guardians of the Galaxy, and sure. they try to put all these, like... It's like comedy action is, like, Bradley the new Cooper thing. Cooper is a furry. Right, so they don't allow people to just make stupid, funny movies anymore. They have to be, like, they blockbuster won't action. They won't take a chance on a budget, yeah. But they, they have to be an action movie with, like, Ryan Reynolds to deliver the comedy. You know, right. like, it can't be just a pure comedy. It has to have some sort of visual, spectacular hero component or whatever. Right. And it's just stupid that, you know, that that art is just kind of dying, I guess. Well, even fucking action movies can't perform anymore. Indiana Jones yeah. fucking flopped. Well, that's because it was all CGI. Well, it was also, like, the girl... I heard they the, spent... The second girl lead they put into was his, his, like, daughter or whatever. She was fucking insufferable. They spent so many resources trying to, like, de-age Harrison Ford. <laughs> Dude, how much... It took a lot of money, huh? Money and <laughs> man hours. Think about that. I, mean, I feel like two, three Compared years ago... Compared to Oppenheimer two, that uses no CGI. That's going to be the boys' movie, Chad I think. movie. I think that's going to be an autistic boys' can, movie. Can, I feel like double feature of Oppenheimer and Barbie in the same day. <laughs> Six tickets for with Oppenheimer the, and Barbie, please. <laughs> and it's like you and all your jacked friends with no shirts. Six tickets for Oppenheimer and Barbie, please. Coming in loincloths and oiled up, like the like the strong Christian men from uh, the gemstones. We come in like that and fucking six tickets to Barbie. I'm all about that. Yeah, but man, machine just continue. Like it was stupid it was it was exactly what i expected yeah. to be it was exactly what i fucking expected that's what i'm be, saying really. it, was like like, it, was, it was perfect it had no choice but to be it was that. perfectly dumb and it was just like really bad one-liners the whole way through like it felt like it felt like no one that knew how to be funny wrote that movie did it feel like an ai chatbot wrote it man you know what maybe <laughs> the lines were really fucking bad and like yeah. the delivery by burt kreischer like it, it felt like he was trying to be ryan reynolds from van wilder Oh God! Because that movie's about him. Remember? Oh God! That's that movie's actually about him. D is that what he claims? He claims that yes. Which arguably it could be. It could be because he had a Rolling Stone article written about him back in the day for being a partier. For being the guy who stayed at college way longer than he was supposed to and was a party dude. Oh, true. Like true. he did like all he did like actual Van Wilder level shit. Like hosted all the parties on campus and shit. I mean, it's very clear he's a rage. He, like he's crazy now. Yeah, like he, it's ruined his life. He's a forever kid. <laughs> he's rich. Yeah. He's rich as fuck, but his life is terrible. And I could tell because there was a clip of him with Segura on Two Bears One Cave, where he's like talking about how like normal he he was like mesmerized by normal people. <laughs> he was like, I see a guy, and he's like in a work his work outfit and his work boots, and he's going down the lobby. He's like, and I'll just kind of follow him and look at him. And it's like, and he orders like a Jack and Coke and a cheeseburger and he's thrilled. He's like, I just don't know what that's like. And I'm like, 
what? <laughs> like, what do you mean, man? Like, your normal people are crazy to you? Like, I don't know. It just, it doesn't make sense to me. It was so strange. It was so strange watching him do that. And he was like, I, I just feel like I never got a chance to do that. I'm like, you're fucking loaded, dude. You're loaded off lying to people. Like, just, just shut up. Yeah. Just shut the fuck up and go with it, man. That's crazy. Yeah, don't look a gift horse in the mouth, dude. But, um... Yeah. Jim fi- Final that. word. Yeah. Go watch the machine. Just don't pay for it because it's hilariously bad. It's wor- It's so bad it's worth watching. It's worth getting stoned and watching it because it's so bad. Well, you know how we feel about pirating here. I don't think uh, movie execs should be making any money. So. Yeah, they, they churn out dog shit forever. I think it goes without saying. <laughs> Same way I feel about emulation, you know? If yeah, Nintendo, right. if Nintendo's going to try and charge me... $50 a year just to play N64 games where I can get it for free online. I don't know why the fuck I would pay them. 50 bucks a year is worth it, though, for Yoshi Story and Crystal Shards. Sure. Kirby Crystal Shards. That, Kirby Crystal Shards a banger. You know that's that a banger. True. Bro, I'm not going to lie. Not Shout wrong. out. There was a... Uh, there used to be an old retro game shop in Richmond that's not here anymore. I was going to shout them out, and then I forgot they got replaced. Was it the one in Carytown? It was the one in Carytown, but it used to be a different shop. Because now it's called like Pixels and something, I don't know, some lame name. But Pixels and Pussy. Yeah. It it was an old one back when I was in college. And yo, these guys were such chads. I remember going in there one day being like, yo, I'm looking for uh, Kirby Crystal Shards and Yoshi Story. And they were like, we don't have either of those. But if you leave your name and number and we get them in, like we'll put you like on a list. And like nice. we'll call you. So get this. Within a couple months... They called me about Yoshi Story. So I came back and got Yoshi Story. And then I never heard anything about Crystal Shard. So I was like, damn, I forgot about it. These motherfuckers called me five years later. Holy fucking shit. They called me. I They left me a voicemail, too. Like, Excuse me, sir. They were like, they even said, like, hey, I know this is, like, weird, but... We just got this game in, and you've been you on this asked list for us. Forever, you asked, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and you said you're next in the list. Like, do you want it? And I was like, I will be there tomorrow. <laughs> and so I went and got it. It was so sick. Crystal Shards is fucking. Great. It's it's such a banger. Slapper. Same thing with uh, I still love Pokemon Snap. My Pokemon Snap. Okay, I used to play that. I love Pokemon Snap. I used to play that with my mom like almost every night. Dude, that was so much shit. fun. So much fun. You're just trying to like rerun the course to make sure you got everything. You know what? The perfectionist in me. I think my favorite N64 game, just for like the aesthetic, like feeling I get from it. Mm-hmm. You remember Snowboard Kids? Snowboard Kids was fucking tight, dude. Okay, so here's the oh, thing. Oh, what a good game! And I never, I never owned it, but I would rent it periodically. Mm-hmm. So like, I would basically have to convince. You know, one of my parents at the time would be like, yo, can I can I rent this? And then I bring it home. And it was like Jungle Beats and Downhill Bombing mm-hmm. with like the craziest look. Snowboard Kids was just I, the was so chillest good. game. <laughs> yeah, just Jungle Beats and Snowboarding. so good. I want to live in, if I could be reincarnated, I want to be reincarnated <laughs> just in that universe. <laughs> my own personal heaven is Where there's just constant <laughs> jungle I have D&D a giant head and there's Jungle Beat music everywhere. And just breakbeat all the fucking time. <laughs> and I'm just bombing him. Hills. It'd be so much fun. Uh, the real hitter, you know, and people might think this is slander, but I, I, I Diddy Kong Racing over um, Mario Kart. Ooh, I could see that. Diddy Kong Racing, better game. I could see that. It had the planes and everything. It, it was a better. It was arguably a better game. Personal preference. Yeah, but see, everybody I mean, kicking does, people's ass is Trixie Kong. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but everybody does like the the Mario Kart thing as like settle the score. Because sure. everybody played. I can't remember. You know? I feel like Diddy Kong had the same. Diddy Kong was basically Mario Kart, just with like there was different some different vehicles in there. Oh sure, I th- I'm pretty sure you still did like the you could shoot shit at people. I, I just think. mean Mario Kart was the game though. Like if yeah. you had disputes yeah. like back in the day and you needed to settle the score, you played Mario Kart. You yeah, didn't, you didn't play Diddy Kong. You played Mario Kart. Yeah, within that was like, like the past five years, I've definitely played Mario Kart on it in sixty four. I always thought a controller was crazy. There was a head shop. Um, you remember Island Eyes on Broad Street used to <laughs> yeah, be here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they used to have a Nintendo 64 with four controllers and uh, 
what's it, Mario Kart in there at all times. And the manager, or if one of the managers or owners was there, if you beat them, they'd give you like 10% off a bong or something. <laughs> but like you would have to beat them. And so like it's all these dudes working in a head shop and be like, it's yo, like all I challenge you. That's like all they do all day. <laughs> yeah. So you would have to challenge them to get discounts awesome. on your pipes. <laughs> That's very Island Eyes was chill. I don't know if they're still there. I think they left I, a while I, ago. Baby. Everything's fun. leaving. I hate this town. Everything's no. going so yuppie. Yeah, now everything's turning into sideways fences uh, in those square houses, the new build square houses. And ghost kitchens, man. And ghost I hate kitchens it. everywhere. This should not be a ghost kitchen town. No. I hate it. It doesn't. Does it? There's no reason for it to be. But I actually am. I, I, I hate to... This is my ADD talking, my ADHD talking. Yeah, yeah. Jim Caviezel. Jim Caviezel. I do want to talk about this. Yeah, movie, yeah. We though, can talk. Let's. let's yes. Yeah, because isn't it? Isn't it? It's. It's kind of like a Daily Wire esque. It feels like, like it would be a Daily Wire esque film. You know, one of those run hide fight like yeah, moral like that. movies well, it, that they would make. It's a moral movie in the sense that it's like covering a sensitive issue that right wingers have really jumped on. Um. And it's not to be said that, like, I don't think there isn't people on the left who think it's important, but it does seem like a lot of them do a lot of lip service to try and, like, downplay the concept of, like, sex trafficking. Yeah. Like, they try to act like it's not as big of a deal as people make out of it. Whereas, like, the right has had an entire movement almost based around it, which was Q. Well, I feel like the meme, like, the Epstein didn't kill himself meme and people being outraged over... uh People being outraged over the call list and the client list not being released sure. is mostly that outrage coming from the right. Like, I feel like people on the left, like, they're more concerned with things about, like, racism and topical things like misogyny and feminism and equity. And, and that's their psyop. And then, you know, rightoids have been tricked into being like, it's all about the children. It's like their drain circling thing. Uh, it's, yeah. It just keeps them, it keeps them walking in a circle, you know, when Chasing it's a great, and I've heard some people say too the same with abortion and like unborn babies, like unborn kids are like the perfect thing to get behind because they can't tell you, no, we don't want your support. Yeah, sure. You know? sure. <laughs> no, you're right. That's actually a good analogy. That's a good so it's really easy for Republicans to like, you know, and people on the Champion, right to stand behind. We're it. speaking for the uns, the ones who can't speak. Right. Kind of, yeah. And have and automatically have the moral high ground. And but then but see having the moral high ground against a side that doesn't care about morals as much doesn't really fucking matter. It's like grandstanding. Well, what do you think point. about the left's criticism of the right in that uh, I hear a lot of people on the left say like, you know, Republicans say they care about human rights, yeah. which is why they are pro-life yeah. and want to ban abortion, but they won't do shit to help homeless people. And, and, and then like that. So it's me, like, do you me, actually that's just like what aboutism though? Well, it's a, it's a convictions issue though, yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you are a Christian that, and this is my biggest thing, dude, I heard a long time ago, but also uh, like someone said, uh, someone said if Jesus were alive today, he'd be a socialist because Jesus was a socialist. He, all, he was preaching care about your neighbor. He was, preaching wealth distribution the only time one of the few times jesus got violent he flipped the table on them fucking tax collectors well bro. I, i'd counter that with churches were doing mutual aid before leftists even know what the fuck mutual aid was sure churches have been a hugest for a huge force in charity and helping homeless people a lot of these shelters typically are christian-run organizations so like, my point it, being yeah it's a convictions issue because you have Republicans that hide behind Christianity, sure, but won't do mutual aid. Do you see my point? There's a sect of them, but in a lot of them, like, I guess you could argue even just by going to church and putting money in, you're helping in some way, right? No, because again, I mean, do, do they, do they about... need to physically walk into a soup kitchen and feed people to be like helping? No, I think it comes down to what the programs and like where you're putting your money. Because we see Republicans time and time again just lining their own pockets and giving tax breaks to their friends they while not sure. giving a fuck about addicts, homeless people. Sure, and and it's a policy issue too. You know, if we're going to talk about politics, well, they're definitely not going to push policies that would do that. Sure, I I'm with you. So, there. Uh, but if if you're talking about, again, Republicans who are saying we should be a Christian nation. Well, yeah. a Christian nation would probably clothe the homeless. 
a Christian nation would probably make sure we're not putting glyphosate on our kids' foods. And, and I think a lot of a it's Christian nation would li- probably make sure a lot of that shit isn't happening. You know what I'm saying? Was but just, Republicans don't do that it, because yeah, it's yeah. politics. Well, it's the same thing on both sides. It's lip service to your constituents. It's that you're trying that's to get my votes. Point. You're trying that's to get my, votes. You that's know? again why like, it's like hiding the left behind saying the kids, that same shit. Right. It's, it's it's like hiding behind kids is like a moral high ground, yes. but you don't actually have the convictions to do shit sure, about it. Sure. You know, I mean, like, I know uh, it definitely like politicians will not like you're not going to see a politician going out and doing stuff like my mom used to do where they'd go down to JD and talk to these women who were probably being sex trafficked and try to tell them like, hey, we can get you out of here. Like, yeah. we can get you the fuck away from your pimp if you need to. We can take you to a women's shelter. Like, they would never. You know, and they don't even think about those people. Those people are nothing to them, you know? They don't think out any, outside anybody, probably outside of, like, the two houses around there is if they live near anyone, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, or whoever's voting for them, giving them money, etc. So, I, I totally with you there, you know? But they've latched on to this. And that's what it is. When it's, like, a call to action with kids, it's, like, that whole base feels like like they're the only ones that give a shit about it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And and I saw some interesting points, and I have to. I almost need to apologize to Owen Benjamin because maybe I was a little mean to him last episode. Why is that? We have a correction. Well, it's not a. I mean, I read your article, and I and I I, you know, I have to say that I don't. I can't prove him wrong. You know. Yeah. At the end of the day, I can't prove him wrong. Oh, you mean you read the article about the yeah. people living in Chernobyl? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at the end yeah, of the like, day, I can't prove them wrong. Because CNN, like, literally, I posted it in the Discord, which if you're not in the Discord, get on our Patreon. We'll send you the link. Or come, ha- yeah, or yeah, DM me. And, uh, you know, if you don't feel like doing all that, we'll figure it out. You know, we'll cut a deal. Gotta send Ooh. me some dick pics. You gotta send me some dick pics or something. <laughs> get, to see, cut me, get me some dick pics. Uh, but, yeah, so, it, but, he, yeah, I can't prove him wrong uh, on that. And I was looking at some of his stuff on Flat Earth, too, that I found interesting. But, you know, he was talking about that and kind of going off on that. His Twitter, I've started, because I've clicked on a few of his things, his Twitter feed constantly pops up in my shit now. So I see all of his tweets. And that's what led me to this, because he was making a big stink about the movie, because people are talking about and pointing out, and even some leftists and stuff are pointing out about the film. You know, it's a story about a guy, Jim Ballard, who was a federal agent. I believe he was like CIA or something. Jim Ballard, right. That's his name. And there's a photo, there's a very funny photo of Jim Ballard wearing a Freemason tie. Um, he a is also, tie? yeah, a Freemason tie or like an apron. No, it's a tie. Okay. And it had a bunch of little Freemason logos all over it. Oh yeah. Hmm. Like it was like, you know, it was like the pattern was the Freemason G. That's weird. It's a little weird, isn't it? Cause um, I, cause normally like, you know, that, that could just be like some weird edgy thing. But Well, and he, he has some weird associates and bedfellows around him that he's like rubbing elbows up against, you know, like, uh, He's in the Afghanistan World Foundation, which has Dr. Henry. He's on the board of it. It's Dr. Henry Kissinger's in it. Diane Feinstein and him are Ooh. like high level people in it. Um, and, and a lot of people notice they think it's a movie that was made by people who are in the shadier side of things. Like Carlos Slim was the guy who bankrolled it. Okay. Disney also made the Disney made this movie years ago and shelved it. What do you mean? I got. Let me find the tweet. But yeah, like Disney made this fucking movie years ago. Like they've had this pro, or they bought the project and never made it. Like they held on to it and put it on a shelf. Oh, and so like they have, I guess, the intellectual property rights to the story. I think so. Yeah, they had no one could. Yeah. So okay. So listen. So Disney made fourteen million, and we still don't have the Epstein client list. Disney made Sound of Freedom in 2018, then shelved it for max profit release. From 18 until now, they raped kids and covered for Epstein. This is a limited hangout. Damn. So wait, this is because, a Disney movie? Uh, yeah, apparently it was a Disney film, yeah. They bought the rights to it. But it was put out under um, a different, like, the production company. But it was a Dis- it's a Disney film. Fucking weird. So Disney's connected to it, which also, you know, Disney Cruise Lines had a stop off at Little St. James where they take pe- people scuba diving off of Little St. James. Mm. <laughs> you know that? Uh, Do you know that Gisline Maxwell uh, was like an important and large donor for Save the Children? No shit. It seems like the Predators have embedded themselves in these. That's the point that someone was getting at is that these people who are actually involved in the sex trafficking stuff yeah. are like involved in the the groups that fight it, which is brilliant. It's like, uh, what is it? Ha- was it Hector and Breaking Bad would donate to the police? Right, and stuff, right. You know, like it's brilliant. 
when it's also the idea of like how people accuse uh you know george soros of like funding both sides you know like he'll put in da's that are soft on crime and Mm -hmm. then he'll also fund groups that agitate and do a bunch of shit and groups that fight it's it's classic hegelian dialectic it's classic problem reaction solution and it's so much easier when you're just presenting people with uh, uh, you're presenting someone with a false reality. You're presenting someone with like a like a false matrix, so to speak. That mm-hmm. that's what we mean when we when we talk week to week about like the false paradigm sure. that we live in. It's like because none of this shit is organic. None of this shit just like pops up. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it's it's manufactured to where now they're going to get maximum profit because they've drummed up all this, you know. Epstein didn't kill himself shit, all this rhydoid, you know, protect the kids. Now you have the whole like maps op and all that shit like mm-hmm. that. And that's mm-hmm. getting pushed. So like support, uh, support for like, you know, children's welfare is like through the roof right fucking now. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean, it's crazy to think that the groups involved in it are the same groups that are pretending to fight it. Right. And could be also involved in, I mean, Look at who's, you know, making the movie and where that money's going. Yeah, yeah. So I have a couple tweets here from Owen himself. Oh, shit. Um, And this is Owen kind of dropping red pills on this. And this is where I was kind of like, well, you know what? I need to just, I'll for, I'm going to, I'm going to say I'm sorry, Owen. I didn't mean to be mean uh, because you're, you might be on the target with this one. Uh, Sometimes some of the stuff you say sounds crazy as fuck, but might be on the target with this one. Yeah. Easy with the hard R's, bud. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Oh, yeah. So, uh. This is uh, the sound of bullshit is funded by Clinton Swamp Monster, Carlos Slim, who owns the New York Times. No, he owns the New York I'm Times. I'm pretty sure he's one of the main owners of New York. Let me no let me shit. look it up, but I'm pretty sure Carlos Slim uh, is a part owner of the New York Times, I believe. Slim. New York Times. I think. Right. Yeah. He has a stake. He has a stake in the Times. Just the Times Company. Oh, okay. So I'm guessing that's like Washington Times and New York Times, right? Is that all one branch? Times? I th- no fucking Maybe it clue. isn't. I don't know either. Um, but either way. So Carlos Slim and distributed by one of the biggest studios in Hollywood. The movie names no one, leads to no arrests, and the true story is it's based on sounds like bullshit. Let me guess. We now need a one-world government system to root out trafficking around the globe and bring survivors to America once they're saved. Nice try. And the biggest monsters always hide behind those do-gooder charity scripts. Uh, so if you ask them where the money goes or why no one in America is being arrested, they just scream, oh, I guess you hate the children and love pedophiles. It's the same script the Clintons used. So he attached some pictures and it says, President... Press release, President Bill Clinton, Frank, Frank Griesta, and Carlos Slim launched 20 million fund for small and medium-sized enterprises in Haiti. So they were involved in the dirty business in Haiti. Which um, is the, um, oh, what's her fucking name? Was it Valerie Jarrett? No, the bitch that they caught on the plane. I thought that was Valerie Jarrett. The bitch on the plane? Was that her? No, that got caught with the kids? I thought that was her. No, it's going to kill me. I can't remember her fucking name. Hang on, I can find it real quick. Watch this. Lady caught with kids on plane in Haiti. From Haiti. <laughs> Clinton Foundation. Because we can't forget her name. Uh, Laura Silsby. Laura Silsby. Laura yes. Silsby. I know yes. we've mentioned her several times on the show before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, but, she's a big bun. I mean, that's very funny. Well, she's, with she's one of the ones that she directly, she worked for the Clinton Foundation, and she got caught with kids yeah. on a plane that she was trafficking after a huge natural <laughs> disaster. Like, Whoops. <laughs> yeah. Just I don't know a, what I'm doing with a these A rich piano. Uh-oh. Caught me. Uh-oh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, no. Laura Silsby, fuck her. She is like one of the biggest smoking gun, like direct connections we have to Clinton, like the crazy other people family. always just walk too, and they just get the fuck away they with just it. Just walk. They always just walk. Um, it is and such a smoking so, gun. You literally got caught red-handed, right? And you still got to run for president. Mm. Are you kidding me? And so the photos attached here. It says Hunter Biden used Joe's VP perks to pursue deal with Carlos Slim. So Carlos Slim is clearly clearly in bed with that side of poli- the the power dynasty families. 
yeah, was the point. But he's, he's playing fun, big but boy he's ball. Funding, but he's funding this movie that's meant to appeal to right wingers. Little odd. Seems right? weird. And kind of whitewash the Haiti story because I, th- I think a lot of this stuff had to do with some of the Haiti trafficking and like other stuff. And so it helps kind of whitewash the story because like he said, it leads to no arrest. It doesn't name anybody. Like there was people trafficking people. S- these people have names and probably addresses, right? You know? Yeah. <laughs> You'd think. Um, so then he talks about the pseudonym Liliana is used. Liliana bravely testified in federal court and helped secure a case against her former captures. But the story told by our frontman, former CIA, is quite different from the one Liliana told in court. The discrepancies are many, but the most important thing being that Liliana testified in court, among other Mexican women, is that they escaped on their own, while our, our implied they assisted in that escape. The R story continued to change in several public and government appearances afterwards, incorrectly stating her country of origin, age, and other important details. It remains unclear how R was involved in her liberation there are zero public records of ours involvement despite claims that they were working with the public private anti-sex trafficking energies and i think that's the story that this is based upon and i think they're talking about ballard mm. in this in that this referenced here nice so they think that the story that ballard tells may be fucking made up uh and that it didn't because he what it is is he saves one person and then the guy's like my sister is still being trafficked like she's somewhere, and then he mm-hmm. like quits his job and goes to Columbia to like find her. That's the movie. That's the movie. <laughs> that sounds like Hollywood made up shit. Yeah, yeah. That like the, the, like the some... quest and like the story. Like, yeah. why would some CIA spook like give up that in his own family to go find some like random chick in South America? Yeah, like. Why? And so, unless it was a loose end, <coughs> unless they're whitewashing the story, and maybe he did. Maybe he was like, "Fuck, this chick knows who I am. I got to go kill her." Yeah, right, right. So then, um, that led me over to this other account. And this guy's called the Authority, um, and he's like a QAnon guy. I figured there would be a lot of QAnon people. They, yeah, they're in the middle this of this movie, and this yeah. guy's talking about. Um, he said. Tim Ballard had had direct contact because uh, so I'll, I'll check out the photos here. So the problem in Haiti is an international crisis. Ballard explains, uh, and then the other highlighted part says, as our meeting with the traffickers ends, the undercovers set their traps. They give the criminals the time and the place for the bust, and agree a price for the children's services on the yacht. Over the next meet, we will meet with the leaders of another five trafficking networks. Uh, and then he says, Ballard tells me if they catch you filming, that's when they pull the guns out. That's when they realize you're better off dead to them and then alive. So then this guy points out, he goes, Ballard had direct contact with child traffickers. If the traffickers catch people filming, they just kill them. How did Tim Ballard, how, how did Tim Ballard can talk to the press and live to tell his tale? And he said operations versus counter operations. Q specifically told us this is far from a vigilante group. Ballard's a federal agent. Of course. So he was probably running an op. You know, he was just part of a counter op. Like, and this is a counter op to cover up the actual, like, this story mm-hmm. is like a counter op to cover up what was probably actually going on. Of course. Which, which was they were probably him being involved, facilitating, facilitating this right. trafficking shit. Uh, Ballard's weird, man. He's got a lot of sus, very strange connections. Like, and I saw some lefty account pointing it out, but, like, they're. Their bit, their like take on it was really dumb and was more like, well, priests molest more kids, and like that's a that's another way, that's like a dog chasing its tail thing for them too. That is some, that is some whataboutism. I don't. That's like. whataboutism. Yeah. That's really yeah. stupid. They're like, oh, you think child molestation's bad, but what about priests? And it's like, dude, it should just be bad that kids are being abused in general. <laughs> like we don't need to like pretend that one's worse than the other. <laughs> like yeah. what are you even fucking talking about right now? What are you arguing? You know, are you molesting kids? <laughs> like what's going on, big fella? So, uh, but this Q guy, uh, he was talking about Sounds of Freedom, Tim Ballard and Paul Hutchinson, who's another guy involved with that. Um with the movie, I believe. They were both knighted by the Knights Templar on June 20th, 2015. So they're part of the... The Knights Templar is like still an organization. Of course. And they were knighted into the Knights <coughs> Templar. Usually you're sus if that's a thing. Well, that's like, uh, you know, 
people freak out about Masons and Illuminati and shit. No, Knights Templar, that's some real shit you should probably freak out about. Yeah, like, that's like weird. That's, that's, that's weird as fuck. <laughs> they go back to the that's Crusades, not normal. <laughs> linked up with the Vatican. And, you know, that's my biggest thing, too. Another that- reason why, you know, we were talking about uh, the Fresh and Fit whatever fucking podcast. Yeah. You know, they keep going on and on and on about Zionism, but, like, people really forget how much the Vatican has us by the balls. Yeah, they're, like, they're definitely a part of it. The Jesuits are a huge part of that shit. Yeah, so you don't think that, like, the Knights Templar you, and, like, all this shit going all the way back then? Like, Christianity is not is, is squeaky clean either. Three groups of people you should always be worried about if they're part of an or- these, these organizations. Knights of Malta. Yes. The Templars, mm-hmm. the Jesuits. <laughs> oh yeah, you should be very wary of anyone who is a part of any of those three organizations because they're probably up to no fucking good. Absolutely, doing some weird string pulling puppet master bullshit. But the um, Da Vinci Code was a documentary. Yeah, yeah, no <laughs> shit, no shit. Um, so interesting notables on Paul Hutchinson here. He is a board member of Make a Wish Foundation, founder of the Child Liberation Foundation, trained by CIA operatives, Navy SEALs, and Krav experts. Don't know what. Krav Maga? It's, it's capitalized K-R-A-V, so I don't know what yeah, that Krav is. Yeah, Krav Maga. I don't, I don't know if it is Krav Maga. It's got to be. It could, could be. But um, What else would it be? I, I don't know. Um, the winner of the Global Race Award from Harvard Law School, board member of the FBI Citizens Academy, honorary doctorate degree for his humanitarian work, received the 2022 Medal of Freedom Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Global Fight to End Modern Slavery and Human Trafficking, the Paul S. Hutchinson Award that's it's an award named after him. It was given to 100 doctors in Mexico for their work in helping freeing women and children. Led, to, led over 43 undercover missions in 15 countries to identify and take down child trafficking rings. Recognized by Power Team International with the Humanitarian Lifetime Achievement. So, it's uh, just very strange that he's like very involved in it. Uh, and people are pointing out, these Q guys are all pointing out that like someone said Trump endorsed the movie. Mm-hmm. But he didn't. Uh, no, he didn't. And he made a point that when he talked about it, he said, Dr. Ben Carson really likes this movie. Uh, and I'm a hey, big... Dr. Ben Carson's a fucking retard. Yeah, he said, Ben Carson really likes this movie, and I'm a big fan of Ben. But he didn't say anything about liking the movie, because he hasn't fucking seen it. Probably. Uh, so they were implying that he had some kind of, like, knowledge about it, you know? Sure. Uh, and be like, yeah, yeah, I'm not touching this fucking thing with a 10-foot pole. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah. And the fact they call themselves, like, Operation Underground Railroad... Well, what's weird, too, about... It's just weird, man. Because, you know, you talk about Disney owning the rights. Like, it's probably under one of their shell companies, like Viacom or fucking Comcast or whatever, like, subsidiary they have. And so, like, they can get away with, like, all these shell companies, basically. It's just like Microsoft now has Activision Blizzard. Yeah. You know, it's like we're talking about basically oil level monopolies like right. oil magnate level monopolies right. happening in front of our eyes and media is one of those where like you know there's not a lot of like want- there's not a lot of choice of inf- like like source of there's not good there's not a choice of sourcing yeah, like because it's all one it's huge conglomerate making it. Yes, it's a, like all our information is coming in one place, and like I don't find it that outlandish that like these groups that might be involved with this kind of stuff would try to make like a piece of agitprop for like people who are against them to focus on. Sure, it's not like uncanny. It's not like out of the realm of possibility. Uh, and like people are lighting up about it so much and like it making money and they're like singing it as like this huge success because it's like beating out Hollywood films like it made more money than Indiana Jones did. Um, and so it could just be like it's like there's like an analogy with signal and noise, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I feel like it's it's more noise than anything. So Yeah, I think it's another like flash in the pan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's another Bud Light. It's another culture war kind of thing for people to latch on to and define. Mm-hmm. I, it's, I see everything now, especially when it comes to media, is just like serving programming in some way. Like, and hopefully we don't. You know, like, I think yeah, we, yeah. we strive not to. Yeah. But, like, I don't think it does any good to, like, serve programming like that Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. well it doesn't do me and you any good it does the elites a hell of a lot of good yeah that's why they do it that's why they mk ultra that's why they operation mockingbird that's why they carry out like psychological warfare 
on people. They repeal the Smith-Muntak people. Like, they can, they can just propagandize you. They can psyop you legally. They can do that. Yeah. Like, the good, good... Yeah, you're allowed to. Good old America. And, and the, 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 the one thing I see about the movie is that, it, like, the way it gets these rightoids kind of riled up and crazy is it just kind of serves to help kind of discredit, like, any movement... Like momentum that that movement has of like ending sex trafficking and that kind of stuff, you know. So you think it's meant to be it, again more kind of like Q? Because they start acting crazy. Like there was people calling like what one movie theater the AC was out in the theater. Yeah, and then they like were like they did this on purpose to make us leave the movie. And oh not God, see it. no! And like we're calling like the movie theater employees like demons and shit. Oh God! But I do find the visceral reaction of a lot of journalists who were like so quick to like associate it with QAnon and like try to drag its name through the mud. Yeah, it's like a QAnon I find, extension. I find that energy very weird. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't. Well, it's I, what they would do. It's, it's what you expect of them, but I find it very strange that like people would be so antithetical to that. It's the same people that are bringing up the argument. Well, what about priests? And well, let like, me, let me tell you this. The, the only reason I find it interesting now is that we're coming up on an election. So mm-hmm. I think we haven't seen this for the past three years. They've shelved it since, like you said, 2018. Yeah. It so was they've had to shelve right for a very specific reason. Yeah. Very specific. All oh, the timing is perfect. It makes sense. So I don't know. I, I can see it as like an extension of QAnon because I feel like we are like plugged in to kind of like those conversations. And I see like QAnon adjacent talk like still regularly when like anytime this stuff gets brought like anytime mm. you're on like a mainstream just like random conspiracy meme page yeah like you have to admit they're always a little bit right leaning yeah they're always a little bit christian sure and they always you know they play post, the hits and they and they pace and they you know post child trafficking content yeah it's play, sensational it gets the hits. views exactly exactly they're playing the hits and so I don't know. I just see it as like an extension of just those kinds of like niches in a way. And so you can like have the hyper focused like super Q fans that are going to like, again, call people demons or whatever. But you also have like Karens out here now who are like they're getting psyoped on Facebook where like regular Karens and like soccer moms and like people's grandmas are like. believing this shit yeah, yeah, you know yeah. what i'm saying like it's it. actually getting the farm so it's funny because like a couple of years ago you know we even used to talk on here about how like people were overreacting and blah 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 and all this stuff and i still think on some level like it's not as insidious as i don't know it's not as insidious from like a personal level like it's insidious when it comes from the cia and like their psyops and the state department and the fact that they're doing this to us that's the insidious part but like i don't think people who are psyoped are insidious you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and that's what we talk about is that you know these people are victims the elites are playing games with us yeah they're just fucking with us people's heads yeah you know even the people like ideologically that you think are retarded are probably being messed with on some level yeah you know it's hard to like i mean it's not to it's not like there's no true scotsman like uh we're the only ones that are in tune and know like we're we're above it all you know kind of it's not like that it's just like it's really easy to see yeah like what's actually going on with like the score on this stuff sure at the end of the day but yeah i just i feel like i need to see the movie though just to kind of like again like i've i mean like I do with my other things, I like I feel like I need to consume something to decide whether or not it's really good or bad. You know. No, I agree with that. Yeah. What about ketamine? Have you consumed? I've that done yet? ketamine before. Good it's or not, bad? <sighs> sucks. Sucks. I did not enjoy it. Yeah. That's like that and nitrous. That was two things that like the when I tried it, I was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah. Nitrous why do you? Is why does anybody like this? <laughs> dumb as hell. Like I, I took one hit off a balloon, and then everything like. Felt like uh, felt like somebody turned like a knob down somewhere or something, and uh-huh. I was like, "What the fuck?" And then I was like, took it, and I was like, "You can have the rest of this. I don't fucking want mm. this, dude. I don't know. They call that shit hippie crack, but I don't see why." <laughs> yeah, my buddy gave me uh, poppers one time, and it was the worst thing ever. Yeah. I could Are not poppers get the bad? smell. I could not get the smell out of my mouth or my my excuse me my nose. Your passage was just up there. It was stuck in there. It was like. Have you ever watched? The rushing on empty stuff? It was 
I, no, I haven't. Oh but my God. <laughs> it was probably the worst. Ex- and uh, according to him, it was like almost dead. So I could not fucking imagine. That was a low grade popper, huh? I could not imagine what these dudes are ripping before they're going home with somebody. Yeah, yeah, like I think poppers are just amyl nitrate. That's all it is. I know. It's amyl nitrate. I hope I don't have it. But I think they do like bathtub weird ones sometimes that are different stuff. Because well, I don't know if it's as easy. To all get. it was, it was basically like smelling salts. And my buddy, we were we were recording. Smelling salts are fun. Though. Yeah, smelling salts are fun. Yeah. It smells like cat piss. <laughs> but. We were recording uh, an EP for this old band we were in. <laughs> you just did some poppers and ripped some riffs, dude. <laughs> well, we went up to the store. That was the thing is we yeah. went to the store. We were riffing and we were doing whatever. And we were like, we need to order a pizza. So we went to the store and like ordered a pizza and got some drinks and shit. And on our way, he was like, here, rip this. I was like, what is this? He's like, just smell it. It's poppers. You casually do some poppers with me, dude. <laughs> I was in the car. You just do some casual poppers with me. Bro, I felt <laughs> I felt like I was on coke for like 20 minutes. But like not in a good way. Not in a good way. Like a, I'm going to die. I was <laughs> skeezed out, dude. It was like the skeeziest coke high. That sounds terrible. It was awful. It's it so was awful. I, and I told him, too, because he was ripping them. And then he gave me one more. Or, or, no, excuse me. He tried to give me one more. He was like, do you want another? I was like, get that shit away from me. No. I was like, it's still in my nose. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Dude, it was like it lingered. Shit, yeah. And it was like such a skeezy Coke feeling. Yeah. It was the worst. I, see, I love amphetamines. I love getting yacked. <laughs> that's fun. But, that's um, the Appalachian boy in yeah, you. Yeah, that's fun. See, that's the thing. That's, that's your real fun. You'd go to synagogue if that was the. <laughs> yeah, I'd go to synagogue if it was just cocaine. <laughs> you know. Um, but yeah, I, I I feel like a more adventurous twenty year old me would probably have tried a popper, but I don't think I would now, especially after hearing that. Oh, it's awful, especially after everything RFK Juniors told us. Or who was that guy who wrote that book? Somebody wrote a book. Didn't you tell me one time that somebody like linked? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was RFK's book. And they it were talking RFK's about book. how like they he, he says, linked poppers to he, AIDS. He linked that amyl nitrate was like caused such a deficiency in people's immune systems that they developed AIDS, yeah. Damn, bro. It's all in the book, dude. RFK twenty twenty four, man. Oh no. He, I was waiting for everybody to start making fun of him because he did like a flip off a boat that looked kind of funny, and I was like, damn, they're gonna rip this old man again. I saw he was doing a, like push-ups shirtless on TikTok. And People I'm were talking like, shit about him. We should not Look, He's like be... 69 years old, dude. But I'm also like, man, you shouldn't have to prove yourself. Like, nobody wants to see like a shirtless president. Like... We're used to like decrepit goons being in charge. It's fine. I get it, but like... <laughs> That's normal. His push-ups weren't even that good. Like his last couple... Bad form of... His first one was good, and then like he did two more, and it was like, okay, buddy, you should have quit while you were ahead. Sarah, they're beating your ass in the comments. You should have just done two, but done that... That thing where you start it like oh 11 uh 12 oh a thousand and one yeah <laughs> thousand and two oh my god i've done so many that's fucking <laughs> now he is still like yoked for a fucking yeah old yeah guy he is the joe rogan body and do, you know he's dating or excuse me he's married to uh Larry David's wife from Curb Your Enthusiasm. Oh, no shit. Good for him. She, yeah, she plays Larry David's wife, which you still haven't watched that show, have you? No. I need a Clockwork Orange strap you down with your eyes open. Maybe watch Curb Your Enthusiasm. (laughs) It's the best show. He invented cringe. No, he didn't, like, invent cringe, but I don't know. Maybe he did. He masterfully wields it. That's the hill I'll die on. He wields it. If anyone can prove me wrong, please, somebody prove me Larry wrong. David. But I think Larry David and like, because, you know, he wrote Seinfeld or helped write Seinfeld. But, mm. dude, Curb Your Enthusiasm is like the most cringe shit. Like before The Office, before mm-hmm. any of that. I love it, dude. It was so good. Hell yeah. But, um, shit. Well, we got a couple minutes left. Uh, if you're still listening, yo, shout out Brohemian Grove Clothing Co., uh, sorry, we're really bad at not doing that at the top yeah, of the show. Yeah, do that at the top <laughs> for the people who don't stick around. <laughs> sorry, but if you're listening, go check them out. Um, they were very gracious enough. We got a cool design on there. Yeah, and we um, got, we've we got a little payout from our first batch. So thank you to everyone. Yes, um, thank Pancake, you to everyone. Crooked, who... all the dogs who bought shirts. You guys are cool as fuck. Like it's really cool that you guys support us like that. Uh, it's like surprising 
you know honestly <laughs> yeah like it's surprising like i genuinely mean that it's awesome but i can. want you guys to know that we're going to use that money we're also going to use the patreon money yeah uh we've got about 20 patrons not now squandering it and buying magic cards with it or anything no like we're going to use that money hopefully we're going to look into maybe like some softwares to buy yeah. or maybe we can do what's that fucking um camera cutting software you know what i'm talking about obs obs was that wrong that's free Oh, well, fuck it. So we're going to get OBS that. don't cost nothing, dude. And then we're going to use that money to get something cool as well. Yeah. But uh, no, thank you guys for all the love and support and listening to our retarded high asses. Mm-hmm. Week after week. And thank you, Bohemian Grove. Go check out their other designs as well. They have sick fucking merch. Yeah, they I- have the the hard message. I call it the hard messages line. I'm not sure what the fuck they call it, but uh, the ones where it's just the phrases on shirts. Those are very sick. Those are always great. If you just want to scare the it's hose. very definitive scare the hose phrases. I love the good I'm, stuff. I'm more of the like design head. Like I like their their hip clean designs. Yeah. I like their color choice. I'm very partial to the I did coke at the White House one. <laughs> I think that's a pretty sick t-shirt honestly. So just yeah, in general, if you're going there to look at our shirt, look at the like dozens and dozens of they're, other designs they have they're also pick up a, something else a charity run of stuff with the war modes guys uh that's a page that i think handles some of war modes merch. is that sly the dos or who I'm, else is doing that i'm not sure the guy the name of the guy know. that runs it but it's one guy who like does their like he does like unlicensed war mode merch you know well if you want to support war mode too, go buy that yeah there's they, they're selling some charity ones on there. there's a really funny one of spud with his head busted open where he's pouring that guinness where he's on um i think it's stuff island with like oh, tommy no pope shit. and shit and Is he's all after fucked up because he has he like a bandage bru- on his fucking because he took the brewski tumble him pouring the fucking uh pouring a guinness it's like the day after st patrick's day i think it's very funny well he was telling a story about how he got hammered and fell in yeah. the middle of the night and <laughs> that was the aftermath uh, that was a pick of the tumble, there's a man. pick of the aftermath Oh, which is pretty funny, and a few other few other good designs on there, and um, I believe most of the proceeds go to charity. I believe is the idea; it's a charity thing. So um, we're not sure which charity, but I don't know. You can feel morally good about it. It says they they'll tell you. The guys will tell you. They're all very nice guys. They'll tell you what's going on, uh, and they'll sell you buy their shirts. Also, uh, listen to Western Promises. Of course, of course, those guys are the best. Love them. Love See y'all much. next week. Yeah, take it easy.